0: For listening to DIY for a business part of the best business network. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? I'm feeling good. You know, I can tell. I can yeah, tell.
1: well the weather hasn't been cooperating, but that has not dampened my spirits. I am
0: excited and ready to go. Nice. Nice. As am I. I i just, you know, it's like a it's funny like even like a week without podcasting is weird, right? Like, oh yeah, I, 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 you know, I was sick for a week, and I, you know, like just wasn't feeling great. Didn't have the the I was going to be coughing every question I asked, so I took a little break from podcasting there, and it was so weird to be gone. And now it's like I'm I'm upping it. We've 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 got a lot of podcasts to record. We, do. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. do, and it's got the juices flowing again. The podcasting juices, totally, totally. I mean, you know, um, I actually. Not, not to plug the learning more podcast, the, but I just did one the other day that is so applicable to this show. Um, so th- it's about your dream job, right? And it's okay. about like, like, the, the, like trying to find like this perfect job for you, whether that's a job or whether that's like, we kind of got into the entrepreneur thing as well of like just starting your own business and like how like at a certain point in your life, it is the dream job. It's like perfect for you. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's like this great thing. And then later on, like you start to see the flaws, you start to see the problems you start to see like, and it just doesn't work out for you anymore. Right. And we were going through this whole thing about how much of that is just mindset and like Mm. how much you feel about it versus like the external forces. What, What do you think of that? Well, I can speak from experience because one of
1: the companies that I've started in the past was my golf business. And when I got into golf, I got in for the right reasons. I love golf. I mean, it's been my passion my whole life. I played it ever since I was a little kid. I competed in it. And I wanted to help other people get better at golf by building them custom golf clubs. So I got in it for the right reasons. I thought I was going to play more golf because I was in the industry. And Mm. the results were... You know, the reality was that I played less golf when I owned a golf business than I did (laughs) (laughs) prior. So it wasn't, okay, so that happened. And it did kind of change my mindset about golf in general because, you know, I just didn't enjoy the, just the pleasure of playing the game instead of being in the game and working. You know, that being my career and it it just kind of changed my mindset and I still loved it. I still enjoyed being in the golf industry and then eventually getting into golf radio, which I really enjoyed. And that's kind of the stepping stone of why we're doing a podcast today. But, um, you know, it does evolve, right? Mm -hmm. You get into it for a certain reason, then some of the things come up and it kind of changes your mindset. And then you evolve to kind of hopefully make it
0: what you want out of out of your right. career. Right. Yeah. It's so it, it's so interesting, uh like just t- talking about this stuff. And well, and that segues perfectly into like what we're talking about today. Sort of like this rewiring your brain, right? And and we're talking um with ST Rapaport, who's been listening to this conversation here a little bit. ST, thank you for joining us.
2: Uh thank you so much, Russell and Greg. I am so excited to be here speaking with you. Oh, we're yeah. excited
0: to have you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we uh, in, in looking at the information that you sent us, we're looking at like, you know, uh, rewiring your brain and, and solving the, the real problems with with things. Right. And, and applying that specifically to entrepreneurs and, and business owners. Well, OK, so that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little about yourself?
2: Yeah. So I actually got back and got into this back in fifth grade. Um, When I was struggling with reading, I was going to a lot of tutors and spending a lot of time out of class, which I liked, but wasn't really getting any (laughs) result. So my parents were like, okay, it is time to do something else. So what I did was instead of going to another reading tutor, I went to someone who worked on my thinking skills on the cognitive functions. Because thinking is not one big thing. Thinking is actually made up of 28 parts called cognitive functions. And they are used to do anything else that you're doing throughout your day to learn any new skill, or to run your business or whatever you're trying to do. So in order to read, you need to use thinking skills. So by improving those thinking skills, even though I wasn't like directly working on reading, automatically, I was able to read, but but because I wasn't focused just on reading, I was focusing on the foundations, all areas of my life improved. All other areas in school, socially, confidence, like in everything, the foundations were much stronger. So it was just able to work out. So then I knew like, I'm going to get into this.
1: Oh, how exciting. So I'm curious, at the very beginning, how do they identify like what, where to start? And where to kind of start rewiring the brain to you know think differently. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so obviously there's like official assessment um, that you could do, like done by people trained in it, but this like you don't have to do that. You could also um, watch how a person's brain is working, how they're approaching specific tasks to identify. Which one of their cognitive functions are weak? So let's say, for example, one of the exercises they do with clients is like this paper that has a bunch of dots and like shapes and you have to find the shapes within the dots. Now, if um, a, a client looks at the paper and they see that there are like so many dots, they get overwhelmed by it. They don't even know where to start. They're like, oh, I can't do this. This is way too hard. And I see this like multiple times, right? I'm not going to make an assumption of just once, but I see this happen a few times and I'm going to assume that they have a weak cognitive function of what's called blurred perception, meaning they take information in their brain and it's all just blurry, right? So they come to their email after away from vacation and there's like 500 emails and they're just way too many. They don't know how to deal with it. Or this is like massive new project that they want to work on, but there's like too many steps to it and they can't do it. So they just keep on procrastinating and I'm pushing it off, right? It's not that they can't do it; it's that this one specific skill is weak, and then as soon as that skill is strong, it becomes so much easier.
0: You know that goes like kind of with what Greg and I were talking about about like some of the flaws in business, right? Some of the things that you might not like in in finding either that like dream job or or running your own business, whatever it is. It, it, it Like, for instance, for, for me, you know, I ran a business for, you know, a dozen years or so, and it was great, except like, you know, I, at the end of the month, I've got to do the invoices. It's like, ah, oh, this is just going to suck. And, you know, it's like the day that I knew that I had to do those, it's like, all right, I'll, I'll do that. You know, maybe I'll go to lunch first, then I'll do those. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to make some dinner, you know, throw something in the smoker <laughs> let that cook for eight hours and then I'll do it <laughs> you know? like waiting and, and delaying and procrastinating on it just because I disliked it. And I did that for a long time. And then I finally, like, I was just like, okay, let me systematize this. Let me figure it out. Let me figure out a different way because I didn't feel like I could rewire my brain and, and love invoicing. It just wasn't fun for me. But in creating some sort of like game of like automation for it, where it was like, okay, okay, Let's figure out a way to use something that I enjoy, you know, automating and and databasing and and figuring out like you know how to to solve problems. like let's turn this into one of those. So I sort of instead of rewiring my brain, well actually, I guess I did rewire my brain in this case, but I rewired the problem and my thinking of the problem and how i how I did it. Um, and, and I felt like that was pretty successful for me That like turned it around where I was actually okay, it's the 15th. I'm, I'm doing the invoicing. This is crazy. I'm, I'm ahead of schedule. This is nuts.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love that. I would say like you literally rewrite your brain about that specific problem. But now when you have a problem in the future or there's something else that you want to do, but you keep on procrastinating and pushing it off because like, oh, I don't want to do this. You could learn from that. Like what was the specific strategies that I used previously and bring it into here so you don't have to wait. Six months, a year, two years, till you systemize it and you can do it right away. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and and you know that's the crazy thing about it too. In doing things like that and figuring it out, you figure out different skills that you have. Like from that, I figured out that like you know what, I'm actually pretty good at project project management. Like I, you know, like this is this is like you know organizing the tasks and figuring it out. And I mean, you saw me even in this podcast. I I have a a checklist that I ran through to to you know. But like that's part of those like organizational things of like just. Let's figure this out. Let's project management. And I think because of those problems and identifying those, I identified this new skill set of something that I enjoy, something that I'm good at. And now, you know, that's something that I do for a living. <laughs> you know? So it's kind of interesting to, to um, just analyze yourself and do that. You don't know what you're going to figure out when um, you're, you're doing these things.
1: Well, you know what I hear when I hear that story, Russ, is you figured out a way to make it fun for you because you yeah, love totally. to automate. You yeah, love exactly. and you found a way, okay, I have a task that I'm not really excited about, but I'm going to make it exciting because I'm going to automate a process. And that got you excited about it. And that kind of goes to ST, what you do in motivation, because I think you have a really cool strategy of when there's something that you're really not motivated to do, you ask the why questions. And you figure out, why am I doing this? Can talk a little bit about how you work people through getting more motivated.
2: Yeah, so th- there are two parts to motivation, right? There's something that are just a desire, right? Like you have a, sp- a person who has a specific desire in a sport. So let's say, right, you have a desire for like golf. Nothing to do with thinking skills. You just have that desire. That's A. The second part is having strong cognitive functions. If you have weak thinking skills, automatically even if like you want to do that thing like your desire for it you don't want to do it because it's hard for your brain to do it so you don't do it so we have two separate parts if the thinking skills are weak you have to improve the thinking skills if it's the motivation for it then you could do the seven levels deep exercise which is a super cool exercise to understand the real motivation to why you're doing it right so let's say there's something that you have to do in your business that you don't want to do so you could ask yourself let's say let's go back to like invoicing right like why am i doing invoicing that's question number one why am i doing invoicing and you answer the question now whatever your answer is then you're going to put why in it again so let's say why am i doing invoicing to pay my bills so i could have financial freedom so then your next question question two will be is why do you want financial freedom and you're going to answer that question Based on that answer, you're going to put why in front of it again, and you're going to answer the question. You're going to do this seven times. When you get to number seven, your seventh answer, usually that's coming from a very deep emotional place. Like at the beginning, you're giving logical reasons of things that you always told yourself, but at a certain point, like it shifts, to, like a deep emotional reason. and That is your motivation. So when it gets hard for you and you don't want to do the invoicing, then you remember your seventh reason for for why you're actually doing it.
0: There's so much to talk about here. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we also have uh, so many sponsors. So we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. I- I'm re- going to be rewiring my brain during the break here as well. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, as we come back here uh, on DIY for Business. Thanks for listening to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you, part of Electricast Media, Best Business Network. There's a lot of cool businessy podcasts out there. Uh, you need to find them? Well, just go to thebestbusinessnetwork.com. They're all right there. Like there's some really cool ones there uh, for you to go check out. So please do, including this one. Uh, so, you know, hey um uh, if you uh if you do like this one well you know what you might want to hit subscribe if you haven't done so already and if you want to tell others about it share the podcast the review is the best way to do that so make sure that you uh do review us wherever you're listening uh, that would be fantastic um okay so the the there's so many different ways that we could go um on this on this interview there's so many like things that like the information that you sent us there were a lot of things that stood out that we uh, wanted to talk about on the show. Um, There was one though that both Greg and I just picked with like, okay, we got to talk about this during the second segment here. And it's the three skills that every entrepreneur needs for growth mindset. Like uh, you you teased us with that in an email. Now you got to share it with us and tell us what those are.
2: Yeah. So like I said, there are really 28 skills, the 28 cognitive functions that we need. But the three that I find most entrepreneurs struggle with because they're doing such a good job growing and building their business, they miss these three things, which afterwards later on can create certain problems. So the first one is defining the problem. Um, entrepreneurs are such action takers and they like want to get things done. There's a problem. They're going to take action and they're going to do it right now, which is awesome. That's what helped you get to where you are today. However, sometimes we're so fast into like trying to solve the problem that we don't take a moment to identify what is actually causing the problem. Like we're looking at the surface and we see one thing, but what's deeper than that? What is actually creating that problem? If we take just a few minutes, sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but usually just takes a few minutes to say, okay, what is causing that problem? Ask yourself again, what is causing that problem until you like you got really clear on what it is, then you could save yourselves hundreds of dollars, hundreds of hours, and really not get yourself into problems that you had before.
1: So, what are the steps to kind of identify what that problem is that there, you know, that that skill that needs to be improved on? Because a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs that I meet, they go, "I know it all. I got this. I, you know, I, I started this business. I know everything from A to Z. I can do the manufacturing. I can do the marketing. I can do the accounting. I can do it all." And, you know, Russ and I have interviewed a number of experts in this area, and it's really difficult for people to kind of step away and identify that, you know, they're not as strong in certain areas, and they can find other people that are better.
2: Yeah, so I think, like, to your point, the first thing that they have to do is, like, take a step back and have an objective objective look to the situation so many times there's so much like emotions and like so much time and money that was already like invested into that thing so they're like okay let me just do that because that was what I was doing the whole time but you really need to take a step back come out like an outsider see what's happening here and then ask the question what's the problem get the answer and ask what's the problem until you see like okay this is the actual problem like you can't go any deeper than this this is the problem
1: Will they ever recognize that they're the problem?
2: Well, if you're going to be completely objective, then yes. <laughs> but it's hard. It is hard, right? That's why when you have like good coworkers or good partners or people around you, mentors, big one of that, like coaches or um, just business mentors, that that helps a lot.
0: So okay, we we've got we've got number one there.
2: Yes, that's number one. The second one, um, very much also related to entrepreneurs, is called understanding reality. Now, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs have really big goals and really big visions and mindsets, which are awesome. Like I'm all for like achieving every single one of your goals and getting everything and pushing boundaries and doing the impossible. However, sometimes they lack the ability to understand that with current resources time people things around them it's not it's possible to get it in that time like they overstress themselves and they like they want to have the perfect life they want to be able to get their eight hours of sleep be able to do their exercise be able to spend time with their family and be able to spend 24 7 on their business how i don't know but that comes back from this understanding reality of like you can do everything but you have to make sure that it all matches up to what actual reality is
0: okay all right so we've got so number one is the uh take time to look at the cause now understanding reality number two i feel like i'm ryan seacrest here doing a countdown but number three
2: yes so number three um a lot of times this like could be so this is a hard one for them to understand another one's like okay they could see like fine sometimes I define the problems wrong they could see mistakes Mm -hmm. where they sometimes made mistakes this one is such a simple one that little kids could do and they still sometimes struggle with it because they're not doing it right and it's actually the cognitive function of comparing now, comparing is a foundational skill in order to be making decisions, in order to be doing a lot of higher order thinking, a lot of the complex thinking that we need to do in business. Now, usually, like, let's say we are making a decision and we want to compare, we're buying a new laptop or a new like device in our for our business. And we're saying like, okay, I want laptop A because it's 18 inches, but I want laptop B because it's a thousand dollars less. Now, true one's 18 inches and one's a thousand dollars less but you're not comparing them on the same parameter so you're making it impossible to make a decision you have to say one is two thousand dollars one's three thousand dollars 18 inches and one's fifteen inches which ones are my priority and then being able to pick to f- being able to decide now obviously it's a very simple example and there could be a lot more complexities that go into it but when you're trying to run ads when you are trying to run copy when you're trying to do all these things you have to make sure that your well you're comparing your two things are on the same parameters so that way you could see actual results and being able to make decisions correctly.
0: Yeah I think I've I've seen a lot of business owners make mistakes there. Um, you know uh, so I go in and, and I've helped people to to you know take the digital route, right? Like the digital marketing side of things. And they will compare it to like analog, like paper marketing, you know, print marketing. And it's there's so it's so different. I I <laughs> i had this case recently where i had a i was convincing a business owner that um that apple actually spends money on digital he's no i see all these i see all these banners outside i see like they, they they're they're putting all their money on 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 banners and 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 print like you know the magazines i get there's I'm like they spend a, a billion a year <laughs> they spend so much money on digital it's crazy you're just not the target of some of that you're just not doing the things that they are trying to get. Um, And it turned into this whole thing of like, well, yeah, but you know, you get so many impressions when somebody's, you know, driving by a, a, a a billboard on the freeway. I'm like, yes. and, And you know, there's a lot of waste there the way that, you know, with digital, it's like, there's this. So I was actually trying to do this comparison for him, like turning what he was looking at into you know, those like different things of, of looking at it so that like, OK, well, you're wasting, you know, ninety nine percent of the people that you're trying to you know find. There's just one percent that you're getting. Whereas in digital, you know, maybe it's like 90 percent of the people that you're actually attracting because you're putting those ads in the right spot and you're getting to the right people. So, yes, it's going to be less, but it's less of the right, you know, less of the wrong people and more of the right people. So uh, I had to come in and, and actually, you know, drive that comparison for him because he, you know, just didn't see it.
1: So I have a question for you, Russ. I'm wondering if you felt that that business owner that you were talking to had an agenda wanting to go to doing billboards and looked at the comparison in their own lens just to prove their point to go, hey, I want to do it this way. So I'm going to twist the facts to look at it a certain way to prove that billboards is better than digital.
0: Oh, totally. (laughs) (laughs)
2: So my question
1: to ST is like, is that what happens? Is that how people's brain, these entrepreneurs, is that how their brain works? Like they just have an agenda. They think something's right. So they're going to compare in a certain way to make their point the right point.
2: Yes. That's one way that it could show up. But my guess is that more than that, he, he, obviously struggled with the concept of comparison in general how to compare correctly now it could be if he would have been able to know, he would have known how to compare correctly but he still would have had his agenda he would have said he would have used points of the comparison he would have said okay so these two things are the same but that is why i'm still going to go with paper stand he would would have found a what he would have built on what russ was saying on his comparison to prove his own point while he was obviously had his agenda and used his <laughs> deficiency to get what he was trying to get or to explain what he's trying to say.
0: And, you know, this, I guess, could be where the why questions come in too, right? Like if I could have done that, well, why do you want to do billboards? Why? Okay. Well, billboards, you know, they, they're, they're seen, you know, by thousands of people why is that important to you? Why is this, you know, like, and, and got down to it. And, you know, in, in, in a certain way, actually with this person, we did sort of get down to it. And it was really more about just bragging rights. <laughs> like I've got a huge billboard. I've got the name out there. um. So, you know, that's, I think what it was, it was more of a, um, uh, just you go, Ego so play. Yeah. yeah I, I'm I'm pretty sure it was that. And uh that's a difficult one too <laughs> to uh to change change your mindset, you know, um with with an ego, you know, because you sort of think like, Okay, well no, I'm I'm just thinking fine. Everything is just just great. So you start to make some mistakes with that um as a as a business owner, you know, like
2: Yeah, the,
0: that's oh so sorry, go ahead.
2: You know, that's why everything we do is we always do like the Fixed and Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck. Have you ever heard of it? Um, Carol Dweck is a no. psychologist in Stanford University, and she wanted to discover – like she wanted to know what makes a person successful, whether in sports and school and business and like anything. And she realized it's like not talents, not IQ, none of it. It literally boils down to a fixed or growth mindset. Fixed mindset, like thinks they know everything and thinks the way that they are they are now is how they're going to stay forever. And growth mindset realizes that like, they're always learning and they could always improve and they could become better. And they're like trying to learn and grow and things like that. So when you have that growth, ego is coming from that fixed mindset. (laughs) So we first have to like make sure that before that, right, like the, before you even talk to them, before you have the conversation with these clients, that they have that growth mindset, they actually want to change and not just have that ego.
0: Right. And that's, that's the big part of it too, is actually wanting to change is actually seeing and then seeing like, you know what, if I made a change, well, actually I'm going to make more money. or I'm going to have more time or I'm going to have more of the, like figuring that out. And, and you know, it's not gonna be the case all the time, but like that, I think in many cases that I've seen had the business owner kind of dropped the ego, step back and listen to advisors or listen to somebody else, then maybe they would have more money. Maybe they would have more time. Maybe everything would be, you know, better for their business. Um, I, I want to get into some exact like, advice for for folks that they can some actionable things uh that we could tell them today uh to to make some change to make things better we're gonna take a short break when we come back that is what we're gonna do we'll be right back on diy for business thanks for listening to diy for business a part of the best business network if uh you know you didn't pay attention to that first uh comment i said earlier coming back from the break about reviewing well, I mean, come on! What are you doing? <laughs> Help us out here. Uh, go, go hit review. That would be fantastic. You could do it while listening, I believe, on, on most of those applications. So you know, you know I'll just, you know, just do it. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe even later. I'll just give you the language to type in as the review. <laughs> I think That'll we be need. Kind we of did, fun. <laughs> I think we need to get people in the right mindset to give a five. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That that's what needs to happen. Uh, okay. So I like, I love this conversation. I love talking about these things. And I, you know, like these are little tools that I pick up on this show. Like, and that's, (laughs) that's like, if we were just doing the show just for you and I, Greg, and you were the only, like, it was just us interviewing people. Like I would have fun with the show. Like I have learned so much doing the show and all the different things and all these different toolkit things that I can pull out from different episodes as I'm, you know, going through my, my daily life is like, so cool uh i want to give some people uh, some some tools today to help them with their mindset we know mindset is is very important uh to, you know for growth of your business and growth of yourself like what are some actionable things that they can do today to make a positive uh difference in their own mindset
2: oh yeah let's get practical i love this okay um so first off let's go back to the fix and growth mindset um, my favorite way to, s- is that if you find yourself sw- like falling into a fixed mindset or something and you're like, Hey, I need to switch to a growth mindset is to change your language. Okay. So let's say, instead of saying this is hard, say it's challenging. These little tiny changes in your brain, they're going to start like saying like, okay, maybe this is possible or adding the word yet. So I can't do this yet right? So maybe right now, okay, you don't want to mm. like, uh, don't want to lie and tell yourself like, oh yeah, I could do this. And like, and your brain's going to say like, no, like you can't. So by saying, I can't do this yet, or I'm learning how to do this, right? Changing their language is the fastest way for your brain to start looking um, to move to a growth mindset.
0: You know, a lot of those things too. Like when I hear as a, as a manager, when I hear people saying those things, it builds confidence, you know, like, oh, okay. Well, he, he's, he doesn't understand he's learning how to do this. This is fantastic. You know, um, she's looking at this as an opportunity and, 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 you know, uh, not a problem. Like that's fantastic when, when I hear those things. So I I think even, you know, externally, like for yourself it's great, but it's also great for others to hear that. And I would imagine, you know, customers that hear that, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still. I'm learning how to do this particular item. Like you know, I, we've we've got the rest of this. We've I've got somebody that's helping us with this, and and you know, we'll get it done. Like that's so much better than I don't know how to do that, or <laughs> or I can't do that. Like it's it's so much you know cooler to 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 be able to use uh, uh, the the those terms, and I I like the yet. I don't use the yet a lot, so I'm gonna, I'm adding that to my vocabulary starting tomorrow. <laughs> Starting today. Okay, starting today. Well, yeah, I haven't learned how to do it yet, so <laughs> until tomorrow. <laughs> you know, St.
1: Uh, Russ and I did a show a little while back about scaling their business, and uh, you know, a lot of business owners are thinking about: Should I scale? Should I not? You know, should I grow? There's a lot of hurdles to growth. There's a lot of fear to growth, but there's also a lot of excitement. You have a you know a distinct way of looking at getting yourself in the growth mindset for the business. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So by everything that I talk about goes back to the foundations of the cognitive functions because I really think that when that is strong, then everything else goes faster. So I would want to make sure that you have your cognitive functions really strong. I'll give you a personal story. Um, after I was already doing this for a little bit, I was kind of like, obviously always learning and taking another training and I was doing a training on categorizations it's like uh how to categorize correctly one of the cognitive functions and all of a sudden something in my brain clicked because a few months before that I'd taken a Tony Robbins course on rapid planning method it's like uh course I'm like had a plan based on motivation so it's a pretty cool course but I wasn't able to do a certain part a big part of what he was talking about was being able to plan like six months a year and ahead he thought he's like very big into like thinking for the future and thinking big like that and I was like I'm really good at planning I plan my day every day the night before I have all my goals I know what I'm doing and I could do this motivation part but not like the six month plan when I took this course on categorizations ready as an adult right like later on Ready, starting to work with clients at that point, all of a sudden the ability to be able to plan six months ahead or more clicked because this thinking skill of categorizations all of a sudden like fell into place because what's categorizations? Categorizations is about being able to put things into groups and being able to say, this is going to be for later. This is going to be for now. This is going to be for in six months time, right? Up until that point, I was always the type of person that needed to get things done right now. I, somebody emailed me. I'm going to answer right now. This is like, uh, I have to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go right now. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it right now. Now, that was a problem because i would check my email 600 times a day now instead i group and i just email check my emails once a day now i go to the grocery store once a week right like everything i'm now doing in grouping so by having that strong cognitive functions it's way easier to be able to scale so if somebody else is trying to stru- trying to grow their business but there's like have so much going on they're feeling overwhelmed they're like how i want to scale but how am i going to i want to see which one of their cognitive functions are weak because if maybe it's one thing like this categorizations all of a sudden, they have 10 more hours in their week like I did. It, there's all of a time and it makes it much easier in order to be able to scale.
0: So uh, um, we've had a number of, of guests uh, uh, that are talking about, um, you know, like stepping away from your, your business a couple of times a day, like walking away, like doing something, like going for a walk. You know, whatever it is, uh, go, go, uh, take an hour and go play pickleball and then come back, you know, like whatever it is, do something else other than your, you know, business, get away from the screen, get away from, you know, that's difficult for a, a lot of people, but it's advisable. It's something that's good. And it does help. Like when I go for a walk and I come back, like I'm full of energy, I'm like ready to, you know, take something on. Right. Um, but it's a mindset in order to start those those habits, right? Um, and, and a lot of this I think is also it's mindset, but it's also about creating habit. Um, like you know, you, you were just talking about with what what you were doing. Let's how about a little advice on on getting started with those habits?
2: Yeah, so my favorite book on habits is Atomic Habits, um, which is a must to read. I think everyone should read. And he speaks a lot about habit stacking um on habit stacking right so if there is something that you do already you already brush your teeth then right after you brush your teeth you do the next thing that you want to do and once that becomes a habit then you add another thing right Uh so think of like after you finish lunch and you want to start like going for your walk you go right away for your walk or you have a certain client twice a week right afterwards you you go and do whatever you're trying to implement. That's first of all. The second thing, I like to um do like have like a reset. Do some sort of something like when you feel like you you're either like overwhelmed or you can't focus, or you're like, I'm not following my plan, I'm not following my agenda, I don't know what to do. Like, have a small, like two or three-minute thing that you could do that will train your brain to focus. So it could be like a walk around the block, it could be um like reviewing your goals, it could be like sending a text to your spouse, something like small that your brain knows that after it does this, it's going to be able to go back and refocus to what you're doing. So you're creating a habit to help you really do the next habit that you want to do.
0: Nice. Greg and I did a little of that um, together. Uh, It was, we ordered food and then we ordered more food. That was was the only habit that we had.
1: And then we got into a habit of what food we're going to order. Right, right. 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 <laughs> right, and and we found and we found. I don't know, SD, if you if you've researched this or not, but bacon really helps us think.
0: It does, it does. <laughs> if you ever want to like, you get us on like an idea thing. Give us some bacon, and and we've got this. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to add that. I don't know. Maybe add that to, the, add that to your, uh, your, your repertoire. That, that's number twenty nine on the cognitive functions. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Uh, the other thing, you know, about all of this, I think, is creating the habit of learning more about this and and just digging in. Okay. A great way to do that, of course, is there might be, I don't know, maybe there's a podcast out there about this.
2: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I have the podcast, the Life Picks University podcast, Life Picks, P-I-X, University. Um, and it's really short like less than 10 minutes, usually we discuss like a challenge that most entrepreneurs go through, like everyday challenge and really want to understand why, like what's the cognitive function related to the challenge and then give you practical ways to improve it.
1: And your there
0: website is also?
2: Same thing, lifepixuniversity.com. Awesome.
0: Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. You, you, you taught me a couple of things, the yet, I, I think the yet uh, word is, is going to be uh, used more. Uh, I I like that. So thank you so much for for joining us and for adding to my vocabulary.
2: (laughs) Aw, thank you. Yeah, thank you so
0: much, ST. And thank you for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. Oh, yeah, and reviewing. Remember that? Uh, Hopefully you did that during this last segment. Uh, Hopefully we didn't distract you too much while you were uh, hitting that five-star button. Hey, the subjects that we cover on the show, uh, it's selected with the goal of helping your business grow. If you've got a particular area where, you know, you need some business advice and help, whatever it is, let us know. And we might be able to build an entire show around it. Now, all of the information provided is opinion based and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Uh, you can reach out to us, uh, just visit our website, diyforbusinesspodcast.com, the link is in the podcast description. Of course, wherever you're listening right now, you can also like, there's these like cool little chat things, right? Like, I I love the one over on Podbean where you can just chat with hosts. It's really cool. Uh, We thank you again for listening. Uh, We look forward to talking to you next time. And thank you for subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Hi, I'm Gina Ann, your tour guide to Adventures to Wisdom podcast. What if you could get answers to your deepest question, reawaken your sense of purpose, and enhance your zest for connections and play? This is what we do on Adventures to Wisdom Podcast with real people. And we're inviting you to come with us. We bring you unscripted, raw, inspirational stories, ideas, and intuitive insights.
2: Electric, Est. Electric Est. If, like me, you love music and the movies, you love our podcast Love. I'm your host, Kurt
0: DeBeek. I meet with top music supervisors and experts to learn what film scores inspired their careers.
2: From Wes Anderson to Sofia Coppola, Quentin Tarantino to Spike Lee, great directors have called on a host of musical talent to bring their visions to life. We talk about the challenges
0: and triumphs that changed their lives. Join us for movies and music on Syncline, wherever you listen to podcasts. Electric acid.